Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily, a place where you can have daily inspiration, meditations, and conversations to help you connect to your own inner guidance. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Lauren Lee. I'm a meditation guide and the founder of Inner Rebel Company. I'm helping you connect to your own inner guidance. Come check out the show. Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. How are you guys doing today? How are you feeling? I'm so glad you're here. Um, My house is quiet for the first time in like this entire week. And I have to be honest with you, it is so luxurious. It is so awesome to have nobody need me, want me, (laughs) demand anything. Um... And so this morning I got to get uh, some time to myself where I could meditate for longer than normal, get on my mat, do some yoga, um, just look at, into some books that have just been sitting on my shelf that I've just been craving to be able to open in peace. Um, but while I was on my mat, I was just, you know, in child pose, my head was down on the, fo- my forehead was down on the mat and I was just you know, saying all the things I'm so deeply grateful for, literally this day, this moment. And I got to the point where I was, you know, becoming aware of my gratitude to my daughter for teaching me and guiding me always, and specifically this day, to teach and guide me that I need boundaries and to show me how to use my voice and to show me how to... Um, nurture and take care of myself and um, I just kind of smiled at myself because you know prior to getting on the mat it was just I needed space I needed quiet you know three-year-olds are so loud (laughs) at least mine is very loud and um, you know I encourage her to make noise of course and mom needs some time to fill up her cup as well and she's just been such a guiding light in being able for me to be able to step up and say this is what I need in my life too. All of this to say is that I know without a shadow of a doubt that this is likely to be one of the most important podcasts I've ever put out. This conversation is really important, so I'm so glad you're here. And there is a connection between the story I I just shared about my morning and the gratitude I have for my daughter. And that's because this episode is all about learning how we can see our children as our guides. And this conversation is led by the wonderful, amazing, brilliant Michelle Bowen. I cannot wait to introduce you to her. Um, And she really is this voice, this resonating, deep, deep resonating voice and guidance for us to activate the conscious parent within us, whether you have children or you don't. Um, she's speaking to us in a way where we are clearly aware, you know, on a soul level of the divinity between the bond between a child and a parent. And then she shares with us like how to internalize that intellectually. And then I think which is so important and she does so beautifully is the application beginning to integrate okay you can understand something about being a conscious parent and what that means and maybe you can feel it resonate with you on your soul level or it hits you in your heart or maybe it you know makes you recall something in your own childhood 
But then it's the integration, it's the application. She has so many beautiful ways of being able to call that to call that within us and to ask us to start to begin to integrate and activate. The reason I say that this conversation is likely to be one of the most important conversations that I've recorded um, and likely to be, you know, one of the most important is because, first of all, my intention with this podcast, and I had to write them down because I wanted to make sure that this intro was concise and honoring the work of Michelle Bowen. My intention with this podcast and this episode specifically is to call attention. This is a really big call to attention. And then the other intention I have is to awaken the conscious parent within you. Again, you don't have to be a parent to awaken the conscious parent within you. So much of what she says and she talks about is um, you know, the ability for us to be a conscious parent to ourselves, to our inner child, and obviously to the children around us. And if you are a parent, this is like mandatory episode. You need to listen to this and you need to be hearing this type of information. Why? Because right now in our world, we are going through a huge shift. And in this shift and in this awakening and in this activation and all the things that are being com- that are coming to light and that are asking us for us to change, one of the most important ones is how we parent our children and the world we create for our children. This is huge. In light of all the news coming with the sex trafficking and the pedophilia rings, which made me almost just want to throw up, um, this episode is so crucial for you to be listening to this is the way, this is the avenue for us to unbind, um, let go of the pain and suffering we have been putting on our children for years, for years. And as, as Michelle says, there is um, this new ushering in a new paradigm shift of parenting. And we, we, the adults, need to usher this in collectively. And she speaks on this so brilliantly. So I wanted to share something really quickly with you just to give you some more background on Michelle. She is an empowerment, parent empowerment coach, entrepreneur, and a mother herself. And, you know, her daughter, the birth of her daughter, the pregnancy, and even up to now, her daughter's four, and she shares more about her daughter with us on the episode, um, has been her guide. It has been her guide. Um, And I... I absolutely feel so much connection to her because truly my daughter has been my guide as well. And so Michelle shares information on how to activate the realization of the divine bond between you and your child. And um, she, shares, she shares messages about if you found your sense of security in the external before having a child, then becoming a parent will only bring in that way of being more to light so that you can see it and realize that nothing outside of you can truly be depended upon. You will experience as many catalysts as necessary to realize this. And she goes deeper into how children are our guides on this show. And one of the things that I read that I'm going to share here too because I cannot express how how important it is. You're going to hear this over and over and you'll be like, okay, Lauren, I get it, I get it. But this is probably the most important thing you are going to get out of this conversation. 
Our children are guiding us to freedom. When we allow them the freedom to be themselves and to feel free in the moment, that's huge, that's huge. We unlock the chains that bind us to the past conditioning and gift ourselves with freedom. As well, that spreads to all other areas of our lives. So that's what Michelle wrote. And I I read that exact thing um, to her on the show and ask her to share more. And where did that come from? What does it mean? Trust me, you will be blown away. The last thing I'm going to leave you with um, is that before you hear the conversation is that I want you to explore this conversation as being somebody who's a seeker, right? You've been on this journey, this seeking of something beyond your ego. There's got to be more than just my ego, right? And as you're this seeker, uh, you know, pulling away from your ego identity and then becoming more of an expanded spirit, this is now a place where you can begin to usher in these new uh, ways of being a shift, you know, especially with how we treat our children. And then I want you to explore this conversation, explore this conversation as an inner space explorer. Okay, so it's going to call on yourself to look at your own inner child. It's going to call on you to ask you to look at your relationship between you and your children, and perhaps. It may even ask you to call on your relationship with you and your parents. This is a deep conversation. Like I said, it's one of the most important and it's so crucial right now. So I'm so glad you're here listening to it. I commend you for being here. You've already made a shift in our consciousness and our world just by literally listening to this conversation, to this intro. You have the ability to contribute to the collective awakening to the collective awareness of the world consciousness. So you are actually making an impact in the consciousness of the world by listening to this conversation, which is incredible. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this intro. Thank you for taking this so seriously. Know that I am with you on this journey and that Michelle is such a guiding light. I will share all the ways for you to be able to connect with her at the end of the show. She has a book, courses, you know, social media, all the things available, YouTube as well, all the things for you to be able to connect with her and follow her guidance and be able to connect to your own conscious parent within. I love you. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show and I'll see you after. Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. I'm so glad you guys are here today. This is a special guest. This is something that everybody needs to know about, everybody needs to be talking about. And my guest today, Michelle Bowen, I am so honored you're here. She is a conscious parenting coach, really an empowerment coach for parents. And and like I said, I think this world needs it. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm happy you're here too. Can I be honest with you for a second? Okay. Uh, when you originally reached out to me, you know, you work with Hema Harridan and you originally reached out to me, there was something about your name and like literally like felt like the energy came through the email. And I know that sounds silly, but it's true. 
And I was like, there's something, and I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about it. So maybe that's another indication, but there's something about you that I feel very connected to. Is that strange? I had to just tell you. <laughs> no, it's not strange. It's not strange. We're just supposed to be having this conversation is all. <laughs> that's true. I, yeah. I really believe in that. Um, and then as I learned more about your work and I learned more about what you're doing, I was like, oh, you know, there is a deeper connection for sure. And we're going to go into it, but I want to just give people a little highlight. Um, I think people now are a little bit more familiar with the term awakening mm-hmm. and like going through an awakening because the world truly is going through one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had my own personal awakening when I became a mom. And I know that's something that you as well experienced. And I think maybe that's where some of our soul connection comes from. So tell us, tell us a little bit about, you know, your awakening in becoming a parent. Okay. So I started to wake up around 2012. Um, That was when I had first heard that you could even have positive and negative thoughts. Um, I was like four or five years outside of high school. I had never even been around a conversation where someone was speaking about the fact that you can be thinking positively or negatively, uh, much less that it creates your life or anything like that. And so it it excited me. Um, And so at that time, I was posting a lot on Instagram um, and um, a lot of selfies and things of that nature. And uh, I started to post about positive, the thing, you know, positive thoughts and negative thoughts. And anything that I would find that excited me about that, I would just post. Um, it was about two years later. Well, between then and getting excited about finding out about the fact that I have some type of control over my thought patterns, it was between then and um, 2014, that a lot of different synchronistic meetings occurred and just bumping into p- people who um, were spreading a particular message um, that was resonating with me, but I wasn't um, taking it too seriously at the time. Around 2014, that was when um, on Instagram, I saw a post on consciousness. And that was the first time that I had ever run across that word. So I Googled the definition and it was just resonating. And I just followed the little breadcrumb trail that night. And it ended with me bawling hysterically, (laughs) confused, (laughs) like, how did I make it to this age? And, you know, no one ever told me about it. And um, so that night I was like, it was around April, a night in April of 2014 and um, something said go to a bookstore and get a book about this. Now it was like midnight or a little after so there's no Barnes and Noble or anything open you know so all that was open was a Walmart and um, the Walmarts in my location don't really have the best book selection um, at that time but I still went. I still went. At midnight. Uh, at midnight and I still went and um, there was this guy he was standing like I looked all around didn't find anything and there was this guy standing in front of one section that looked like it might have something and he was just staring at me and um, I was a little uncomfortable and I just turned around and waited until he left Mm -hmm. right behind him was one copy of Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth no stop I'm getting goosebumps as you're telling this story (laughs) 
yeah, I get them too still <laughs> yeah. when I tell that. But um, huh. but yeah, it was one copy, just one copy of Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth. And so I bought it, went home, read it, and um, it's been on ever since then. I come to find out that my mom had that book since for for years and on no. her bookshelf. She never read it, but it had been on her bookshelf for years. I didn't see that until after I purchased it. Right. Um, mm-hmm, but but yeah, so I took that home and read it, and it had it, it went from there, and um, I got pregnant. Uh, in 2014 with my beautiful daughter and um I was very scared because I thought that having her was going to hinder the path that I was on I was seeking very heavily at that time I was very um deeply entrenched in Bentinia Massaro's work and a few others and the people who I was following at that time none of them had children Mm -hmm. um so I was like um um I was excited about having her but I was I was like I don't know what (laughs) how this is gonna you know what's gonna happen here um so yeah so I had her and then um I learned a few years later that she was the key Mm -hmm. (laughs) that she was the key that she was gonna set me that she was gonna be what set me free oh my god I just feel that so much. Can I yeah. share something you wrote? Um, <clears throat> because it's really aligned to what you're talking about right now. And then also, I want you to tell us about your daughter because I need yeah. to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So you wrote, our children, this probably will make me cry. So let me get myself together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Our children are guiding us to freedom. Mm-hmm. When we allow them the freedom to be themselves and to feel free in the moment, we unlock the chains that bind us to past conditioning and gift ourselves with freedom as well that sp- as well that spreads to all other areas of our lives. Yeah. That's the truth. Yes. Um, that was experiential for me. So before having her, everything was very conceptual. Everything was very intellectual. Mm-hmm. The, um, I was following everything that resonated with me. At first, it was Eckhart Tolle, and then I was finding, oh, wow, there's Adi Ashanti, there's Matt Kahn, there's all these many other people out here that, that have been teaching this, and I was just following my resonance, teacher after teacher after teacher, just consumption, mm-hmm. consumption, consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, even my most um, uh, favorite of teachers, I was still more so consuming their information and kind of getting a, a real high. Um, and of course there was a, a vibrational elevation and it was very beneficial in consuming this type of information versus others. But uh, I was in a very uh, consumptive state with material. Mm-hmm. I was not in a state of, I was, therefore I was not in a place of embodiment. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I hadn't started applying, you know, so I was learning a lot and you know how the mind, you know, we, we consume a lot. So then it's like, we know, we know, we know, Mm -hmm. we know. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, when I had my daughter, um, I even thought that, okay, um, it's good. I'm having you now 26. I've been into this material for quite some time now every day. And, um, 
uh, it's better that I'm having you now where I'm quote unquote spiritual and this is going to be a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no. Um, uh, because see, before having her, I hadn't started doing the real work of application. Therefore, I had not truly started healing mm-hmm. um, because my healing came with my application. And she came in to say, hey, mom, it's cool what you're reading about now. It's cool how you're spending your time. But you got some work to do. And I'm here. <laughs> you wow. know. And that's exactly what happened. She triggered the, the work that needed to be done because um, it's not that I don't believe that the work would have been done after, but I truly, in hindsight, can see myself truly procrastinating on that. Just being fine with knowing about self-realization, knowing about all of these things. Um, but I really was in a state of procrastination with with doing the work i was staying away from anything that said inner work or um, inner child healing or chakras i was staying away from that and just you know just listening to the teachers that i liked (laughs) um and um yeah she she accelerated a lot um or she allowed for the acceleration actually um And it's not that one cannot accelerate with a spouse or with a partner or with your friends or with anybody else in your life. But when you have a child that you have to take care of all day, every day, oh, the, the, the ability to accelerate if you are committed and devoted and you want nothing more than to, you know, merge with your higher self and be your higher self, Mm. the opportunities are endless as a parent. Um, and so, um, so yeah, as far as the quote is concerned, that was very experiential for me when I put application over consumption. Yeah. Um, when embodiment became all that mattered. Right. So and I think sometimes, yeah. you know, parents, mm-hmm. um, there's a sense of urgency to show mm-hmm. up. At least that was the experience for me, right? Uh, to show up for your child. And I think what you're doing in in your coaching and your book and um, your workshops and the courses is you're allowing people to meet the opportunity, right? The parents to step up and meet that opportunity. Um, Okay. Well, tell us about your daughter really quickly. Well, her name is Nyel Nicole and she's amazing Mm -hmm. and um beautiful personality and just a joy. She's just a joy. Um, Very intelligent, um, very intuitive. And she's very fond of our relationship being a partnership. And Mm -hmm. she's very aware, even at the age of four, she turns five in July, but she's very aware that she's, she teaches mommy. Wow. You know, like she, you know, she's very aware, like it's been said to her, she's been thanked for it. She is thanked for it. She knows that this is not a hierarchy. This is mm-hmm. a, she knows, and that's going to be continue, going to continue to be what she knows our relationship to be. 
That is so mm-hmm. powerful because what we've been conditioned to think mm-hmm. likely how we were parented, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not, I don't know, but um, is that there's this hierarchy, there's somebody in control, there's somebody at rule making mm-hmm. rules, you know, and mm-hmm. what a powerful thing to make sure that your daughter knows she's teaching you along the way. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. What, um, so I wanted to ask you about a shift in the parenting paradigm. And maybe that's a little bit even what you're referencing, but tell us what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, we're ushering it in. It's a, it's a new paradigm of parenting and um, it's one where we are empowered parents and um, one where we are parenting um, with unconditional love as the foundation and even supporting our peers in doing so and making that the norm because what we perceive to be the norm right now with parenting just like with everything else of the old paradigm um is in the paradigm that's fading away as we speak and all other levels that we see right now uh the norm just has not been benefiting us Mm -hmm. you know and we can try to change so many things in so many global arenas, but if we are not shifting in our homes individually, then it's null and void. Mm -hmm. Because if you change anything politically, I mean, just just on, on any level, the beings that are growing up to then fill those, to then work in those arenas, if they have, if they did not experience a shift in how they were raised, mm-hmm. then you're just going to continue repeating cycles, mm-hmm. um, no matter what changes outwardly, externally you make. Right. So, so the shift, the shift that is occurring that we are seeing um, in in all other areas, there's also a shift happening with parenting. Everything is shifting, right? And so. I am just one of many who are, um, there are others out there who, who enjoy doing this type of work. And um, that's why I say we are, we, are, we are ushering in the new paradigm of parenting um, because it's been time. Yeah. <laughs> it's been time. And it's, it's not that those before us, you know, did it wrong if they didn't do it the way they did it, then we wouldn't feel so compelled. We wouldn't have had that spark within us to, mm. to do different. They helped us fine tune our preference, right? you know? Right. So they helped us want this so powerfully that we would choose um, being there for others as they step into um, their ability to parent from unconditionally love. We, they made it to where we were, passionate about making this um, something that we focus on in our own lives. So, you know, it's just that it stops with us. You know, the old way of parenting, it just, it just stops with us Um, projecting our pain and our suffering onto our children. It stops with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes. Yeah, absolutely. How can we begin to create a relationship? Like, how can we begin as parents to start actually owning and taking application and and Mm -hmm. embodying 
this new mm-hmm. way of parenting? How can we start to do and, and create relationships of freedom and trust and respect with our children? Give us some like ground, you know, foundational things we need to know. The first thing um, that comes to mind for sure is your awareness. Being aware first, like that's that's where it starts. Being aware first of where you're not being the parent that you want to be. Um, and that is the foundation of, of it all. Being a, bringing awareness first to those moments where you're not being the version of yourself you want to be. Right. Um, and then accepting that, okay? <laughs> like That's accepting big. that. Yeah. Yeah, accepting that. And um, those are the first two, um, first two steps for sure. Awareness and acceptance. And I think for some people, mm-hmm. you know, you can be aware of something and then to accept that that's what you're doing, you know, they think mm-hmm. that's a big step. And so once mm-hmm. you've accepted, all right, I haven't been parenting how I want to be parenting. How can I begin to override this conditional thinking? How can I begin to stay dedicated to this type of life? Aligned action. So you're going to be aware and then you're going to accept, and then you're going to take aligned action as the version of yourself that you want to be. And then you're going to be aware of when it's hard to do so. And then you're going to identify the beliefs that what you're believing in those resistant moments. And you're not going to stop the process. You're not going to, go ahead. No, sorry, Mm -hmm. you go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you're not going to stop the process because there is no destination. There is no finishing this. There is no, you know, there is no, okay, I did it. I'm done. I'm, I'm the best parent in the world. It's over. And no, your kids are about, you are going to stretch. Whether you had a child or not, you are here, you are going to expand. Um, So you are an infinite being. So there is no end to your ability to expand. And um, so first, being aware of where you're at, accepting where you're at, and then being, you know, being in those moments, your preference. And, and, you know, in my, you know, some of my favorite teachers are very direct. They're very direct, you know, and it's no, um, it does, you know, and I love direct. I'm very fond of direct and the way that I, um, am with those that I'm coaching in our partnership, it's very direct. And I like to apply practices because that's how I, that was part of my process was finding mm-hmm. what works with me. And I'm sharing the, I'm sharing the, the processes and the, um, the practices that worked for me that were very direct with my daughter. And I'm sharing that. And then we, we discuss when it's hard and when it's when there's resistance and then we get to the root of the beliefs that are causing it to be so resistant that you that are you know and you know once you start to shed the light your awareness on these things on the resistance on especially when you are actively applying practices in moments of resistance you know mm-hmm. you know freedom just keeps seeping in more and more and more so um very fond of 
application of practices and seeing what what comes up in doing so that's my favorite right can you give us like a, a real example? Can you give us like maybe even somebody you're coaching right now or personal experience or, you know, like give us something that we can see how this works. Yeah, sure. Um, so of course, um, by the time you've come to me, you have already you already have awareness of not being the version of yourself that you want to be as far as your parenting is concerned. Mm -hmm. um, so real time, when you're resistant with your child or there's any tension, something that you, there are many different practices, but one of which is smile, you know, practicing smiling as soon as you notice resistance mm -hmm. and doing so every time every time um so there's there's that it, as simple as it sounds you'd be surprised how hard it is mm -hmm. <laughs> how hard it is well mm -hmm. you wouldn't you're a mom so yes. i am <laughs> but, smiling uh, because i'm like yep 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i like simplicity and i like so it's simplicity and application the only way that you really won't accelerate when is when when you are wanting expansion and that's really why you're going to someone to be coached it, you know it, the only way you won't accelerate is if you yourself get in your own way and you don't apply the practices and mm -hmm. you you know and you don't apply it but when if you start to apply certain practices in times of resistance with your children it's game over mm -hmm. it's game over the more that you apply it the, the more that you'll want to. And pretty soon you'll start applying it with, it's, it won't just be your children. Because although a lot of the quotes and what's in my book is owned in on children, you know, once this stuff is truly applied and truly seen to be, to bring about the profound shifts that it brings when we start to acknowledge our children as the, the beautiful, magnificent, powerful beings that they are and give them that respect that they are worthy of, that we are worthy of, and we treat them, we treat them the way we want to be treated, mm -hmm. not the way we've, we've been conditioned to treat kids. Mm -hmm. Once we start to really do that and apply practices, even practices as simple as smiling every single time you feel a resistant moment with your child, smiling before responding, or hugging it out. There's a hug it out method, you know? No matter how odd the situation is, no matter who's around you, your child does something that brings up resistance, you go give them a hug, you know? Just no matter, it's all about your application. And the more that you apply it, the more that you'll see that all of this is just, it, it's not just for kids, it's for every human being that you interact with. Right. Um, you know, the foundation of it, leading with unconditional love over our conditioning. Um, yeah, that's what these children came in and they're really calling forth. They're not, they're not trying to get with our program, you know, pun <laughs> intended, you know, for real, they're not. Mm -hmm. And um, we've seen, we've seen what, what comes of um, continuing to pass down conditioning to our, to, to our children generation after generation after generation we've seen what the result of that is and um, it's time for us to realize that we have far more power far more power to change 
things on a larger scale than we have ever really truly led ourselves to believe we have. Right. And how we parent is pivotal in that change. Yeah. And I get that. And that's resonating deeply with me. Let's talk about your book. (laughs) Let's talk about your book. Your child is your guide. So tell me, tell us, (laughs) what does it mean to have a child be your guide? Because even that alone is like a paradigm shift, right? Because you've been led to believe that we are the guides. We're older, we're the parent, blah, 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 you know. And now here you're saying your child is your guide. Tell us what that means. Tell us about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, So your child is your guide. um, And, you know, growing up, you know, you might see people acknowledge, you know, in hindsight, what their child taught them. Like, you know, those conversations we may have witnessed um, people have with their children when the mother and father are like in their 60s and the child's growing and out the home. Yeah, you taught me so much back then and, you know, really thank you. But where we are now is not waiting until we're 60 to see that our children have are, have taught us or are teaching us. We're not waiting anymore. We're seeing it now and living accordingly now. So we're seeing we're seeing those resistant moments with our children being where we're being called to be more loving, to bring forth more love, and in doing so. Um, not just for the sake of the child, but expanding in love ourselves. And that seeps into all areas of our lives. And um, again, because of the the amount of time we spend with our children, we have far more time for the expansion. So your child is your guide, whether you're aware of it or not, you know, whether you're aware of it or not. Um, But once you become aware of it, Um, and you utilize, you lovingly use the relationship between you and your child as that type of relationship with the respect of it being, having the respect towards it as your child guiding you um, to a heart opening Mm -hmm. like you've never imagined. Um, That's where the transformation happens. That's, That's where the transformation happens. And so the book is really about my process and what I experienced and it has practices in it as well for parents and um, yeah, it just touches on, it touches on um, how unbelievably transformative it, it is to acknowledge the divinity of, of our relationship with our children. Yeah. Absolutely. What a brilliant book. Thank you for bringing it out into the world. And thank you for being, you know, dedicating your time to this. And, and, you know, it requires a lot of teachers. It requires people to say this over and over again. So thank you for creating that. Um, And I think truly children are our guides. And, you know, I agree with you absolutely. And I see it every day. I have a three and a half year old, so I very much understand (laughs) you at four years old. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know what I think is something really interesting I think happens in parenting and I'd love to get your perspective on this Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when we first 
have our children, right? These mm-hmm. newborns, they are just mm-hmm. these like little bundles of just joy and love. Mm-hmm. They don't know the framework of the world. They don't know anything. They're just coming in beaming. Mm-hmm. And people are responsive to that, right? Like they're like smiling when they see a baby cooing, you know, everybody wants to be around these babies. And then, you know, then there's the one-year-old phase and the two-year-old phase, three, you know, four or five. When our children start to get this opportunity to talk back to us and to mm-hmm. defy and to mm-hmm. ask questions about mm-hmm. rules and the way things are, mm-hmm. that's when I kind of see parents start to, um, you know, like, I think you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. They wig out. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. So how did we go from being like so in love with our children and mm-hmm. so like in awe and seeing the divinity and seeing mm-hmm magnificent thing to then just being spun out, you know, mm-hmm. as the years go on. Can you give us any, I don't know, what's your, pers- do you, do you see that too? Or what's your perspective? Yeah. So yeah, most definitely. It's our conditioning. It's how we've been conditioned. We've been conditioned to, um, and, and that, that's the thing. Um, when, when we lose that, when we're not seeing our children as that beauty and that joy that we did before it wasn't even that we were acknowledging the divinity in them when they were born we weren't because when you do start to acknowledge the divinity that does not go away when you realize when you realize the divinity of the bond between you and your child that does not go away that is an awakening in itself mm-hmm. when you are in, in awe of a new baby that's that's it, it is a new baby and it is beautiful, but that's also what you've been conditioned, your conditioned response that you've witnessed, which is why um, another conditioned response is for that to fade away when they, yeah. when they get to a certain age. And, and, oh, yeah. and so, um, so it, it's, it's just what we witnessed and it, you know, you know, we've read about you know, being programmed and being conditioned and waking up so many different ways from so many different people, it's been expressed, um, you know, from simple to very complex. But, but it is very basic in that you were born and you were programmed and conditioned by your society and the beings around you. And what you saw is what you mimic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and we suffer when we start to mimic what doesn't feel true to us. Mm-hmm. And so we start to feel free when we start to, to, to do what does feel good to us. Right. And um, because the conditioning has been on a mass level, especially for parents, when you have a child, there are a lot of expectations that you're held to by your peers, by your family members, definitely by the parents who, had, who, t- who raised you. Because if you deviate at all from the way that those around you are parenting, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you've got hell to pay. Right. You know? God forbid you do anything different. Right. Yeah. Right. But so, so as easy as it may sound to be the parent that you want to be, it's going to, if you really are committed and dedicated, it's going to shift a lot of things in your life, possibly even people. Like it's going to transform you on all levels because once you really start to um, be truly dedicated to being the version of yourself you want to be as a parent, um, there's no, there is no aspect of your life that you switch back to, okay, but in this aspect, I'm not going to be the version of myself mm-hmm. that I want to be, you know? So, right. um, so it's, it's, it's conditioning, um, why we go from seeing the beautiful baby 
to seeing something, you know, else and, and judging it and feeling the resistance and feeling upset with having to, you know, the responsibilities and all that stuff. But when you wake up to who you are and, and your child has the ability to, to do that for you, when you wake up to who you are, then you can sit in front of somebody and you can feel that feeling again that you felt when you were just looking at a baby. It's not just for kids anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I have a, another question about, for you for, about inner child. And mm-hmm. it's actually ironic. Well, it's not ironic. It's definitely mm-hmm. this conversation was meant to, ha- to happen. So my mm-hmm. daughter um, has been my greatest teacher. Literally the day I met, I, like my, our eyes met, I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. where have you been? It's been so long. Mm-hmm. Missed you. Hey, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the other day, she found a bunch of like old uh, baby pictures of mine that were like from a baby shower, uh, you know, that like my mother-in-law put together. And she was like looking at them and asking questions. And so she's, she said, you need to put these on the fridge. I was like, I kind of don't want them on the fridge, you know, like I, I just have a thing. I don't want anything on the fridge. Um, but she was insistent, insistent. Okay. So fine. We can find the magnets and put them on the fridge. So for the last, <laughs> I don't know, two and a half weeks, there has been my baby picture up on the fridge. Like every time I open the fridge and I'm in the kitchen a lot, you know, I like to snack. So, I mean, but what has been so interesting for me, and I want to ask you about this is. I, that's like a constant reminder of my own divinity of being this child, this innocent, loving, warm child. You know, it's me every day, multiple times a day, seeing that that child, the inner child. And I started to think about that. And I even like meditated on that. And I was like, this girl is a freaking force. You know, she knew maybe I needed additional work. She knew I needed to connect back to that root. She knew, you know, like this intuitive knowing of, and maybe it was her just being playful and wanting to see mom as a child, but tell us about the inner child and what your child can bring to light for you and and how that's all connected. As I took aligned action with my child, I brought healing and love to my inner child simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So in doing the work with the external, my child, the internal was healed and empowered. And so, go ahead. Did you, you know, now it's been four years, right? And Mm -hmm. this felt like it was happening to me. So I'm curious if it's happening to you. Did you feel like at different stages of your daughter's life, like she was surfacing different parts of your inner child experience and different parts of like your experience, like maybe when you were one, when you were two, when you were three and you were four and asking you to heal these parts of you. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not ending. It's not, it's not, it's not, you know, we're not done. Right. (laughs) So, so it's, uh, we're not done. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a beautiful experience. And, um, yes, the answer to your question is yes. Um, I just remember I, I've always been good with kids and I've always loved kids since I was very young. And when I had, um, you know, when I got pregnant, it just was like, okay, I just know that this, I I knew how I was going to be as a mom, you know, I just knew. 
and it was going to be a beautiful blissed out experience and everything and you know when i had her it was so evident you know it was so evident it wasn't immediately but it was so it became so evident that if i did not acknowledge the work that she's calling forth the application if i did not acknowledge it and get to be not just acknowledge it and maybe a few times a week you know be committed but truly devote myself to working on what is being brought up within with my interactions with her mm-hmm. that it was going to be a bumpy ride it, you know and and that's also a thing for parents to realize is that you know you don't have to acknowledge the divinity of you and your child but you know, so often we think that, oh, when they get 18 or 21 or whatever, it'll smooth out. If you don't acknowledge what's going on within you when you interact with your child now, you're, it, it's going to be a bumpy ride, uh, you know, period, until you do. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I realized that and, um, and once I started to acknowledge um, what was arising within with her and seeing the beauty of it and acknowledging it, accepting it and doing the work necessary on the beliefs that were held there and, you know, not blaming anybody for why I was reacting or feeling how I felt, you know, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it changed everything. Yeah. In ways that words can't even truly express. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It changes your entire life. And, you know, going back to like how you started this conversation that when you got pregnant, you thought, "Uh, oh no, you know, maybe my life is going to be stopped by my child, you know, Mm -hmm. my, you know, progression or my um, freedom, right. Might be Mm -hmm. stopped by a child. And and to be honest, I had that same thought because I think that's also another condition thought that, Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're moms and we're no longer going to have a life, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and it, it definitely did not pan out that way. It proved to be actually the opposite. My life grew in like, you know, monumental ways. How can we encourage parents to not have that victim mentality, like the victim mentality about the responsibility um, of parenting? Yeah. Um seeing it as a bless the blessing that it is it's a huge blessing um the only reason that we think that it's a burden or responsibility in in the sense of um something that's taking away from what we want to do is only because we experienced that we felt at some point that we ourselves were a burden or mm. um you know we we felt we we felt those feelings before and so that's part of why we we view our relationship with our children as such it's the only reason because without those beliefs or without having experienced that we would not we would not and um whether or not you experience it as a child or not it's something that is heavily in the um, collective consciousness that it's a it's a it's burdensome to be a parent that you lose your freedom and that you um 
that then that then you go from being abundant to needy because now you have children to take care of and now you have to penny pinch and just all of these thought forms and beliefs that are out there around um, parenting if they if they don't feel good they're false and you don't have to live your life that way you have the ability to flip the script on how you view parenting. And in doing so, you get to parent how you want. Therefore, you get to create a life that you want. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to take on the, um, the consciousness that the collective has ever, um, but especially when it comes to parenting your child. That is, I mean, I felt that on a next level, but that is really powerful and a very deep, important statement the burden and the victim mentality around parenting is something we have experienced mm -hmm. ourselves as either a child or as the collective consciousness. That is huge. And I think that's important for people who are listening to pay attention to that these, these ideas, these beliefs are either something you've experienced or you see collectively. And then you're saying you get the power to choose, right? Mm -hmm. If that's not feeling good to you, you get the power to choose and, and make the life you want to have. I think that's a huge, important topic, a, a huge, important point. And I just want to emphasize that because there are so many parents, you know, you see the memes, you see the accounts, you see all the stories about moms and, and dads who are mm -hmm. feeling um, as if they've lost something in life. They're a victim mm -hmm. because now mm -hmm. that they're a parent, like to your point. You know, they're, they're counting dollars differently. They're living differently. They don't have the same freedoms. And it's important to know that somebody put those thoughts in our head. Yeah. 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 So that's, yeah. it's incredible. Thank you. And I, I think that's something definitely we need to take in. Um, I wanted to share something that you also wrote because I think it's beautiful and it's something that will kind of help us wrap this all together. There's two things I want to read that you wrote. One is no matter where we are, we can love deeper. Like when I read that, I was like, right. No matter where we are, we can love deeper. What does that mean to you? It means that there, there is no end to how deeply you can love yourself and your child. Um, it means that when you think that your heart has opened to its full capacity, you're still in for a ride. Yeah. You're still in for your, you're still in for a ride. When you think that the relationship between you and your child cannot get any more blissful and beautiful mm -hmm. and um you're still in for the ride of your life yeah i love it i love it so much no matter where we are we can love deeper mm -hmm. beautiful okay and the other thing you wrote which i also thought is simple and beautiful is unconditional love is your true nature unconditional love is our true nature. What does that mean? Yeah. So, um, it, 
you know, again, when I started to focus more on embodiment than consumption, consumption, that, you know, the essence of that, that you just read was realized so much more deeply, so mm-hmm. much more deeply. And um, when I was taking those moments of resistance with my child and taking aligned action and, and just, and just keeping my heart open more and more and more, then I became so much, so much more sensitive to those moments when I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then I tapped into the realization, the true knowing that when my heart is open and when I am not resistant with my child, that I'm home. Mm. And that that's where she's been calling me to come this whole time. Because when they come out the womb, you know, they are, they're home, you know, vibrationally speaking. Mm -hmm. It's us that have to get with, (laughs) that have to get with the program, Mm -hmm. you know, truly. And that's really where she's been guiding me back to um, is home. And when I am home, it's just unconditional love, no conditions. You jumping on the couch, just uh, running around, um, you know, me being at home, me expressing unconditional love isn't dependent on what she's doing or not doing or what she's saying or not saying. No more conditions. Yeah. No more, no more loving, loving our children. Um, conditionally. Yes. And that's such a big message. Um, because I think we have felt (laughs) perhaps a lot of people who are adults now have been loved conditionally, you know, even though our parents had intentions of that unconditional love. And so that's a a beautiful way of putting it in perspective for us, you know, and, and sharing with us what it means to be unconditional and loving. Um, do you have any funny stories of your daughter? that you want to share like just something <laughs> I think toddlers are so funny um she's a character she's hilarious uh there let's think of a recent one um hmm we were leaving that we were leaving the house recently and I couldn't find my umbrella. It was supposed to be raining soon and I couldn't find my umbrella. And I was telling her, it's just going to be, it's going to be fine. We won't, mm-hmm. we won't need it. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's not going to rain too bad or anything like that. She was like, no, we need, you know, mind you, she's four. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, we need the umbrella mommy. She was like, that's your responsibility. You know? <laughs> she, was like, she was like, that's not my responsibility. I have mine. Yours, yours is your responsibility. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's and it's true, and she's just only saying that because you know it's what she's learned, and she knows what what things are her responsibility, and just but she's just she just has it's so evident that she has the freedom to be herself and to say you know she okay. knows she can say what yeah like a lot of us are like I wish we would have told our parents you know oh, <laughs> oh my god yeah, yeah right so. She's constantly making me smile, constantly cracking me up, constantly surprising me. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
What a beautiful relationship. Honestly, it's so beautiful to hear. And you have taken this experience and made it into a place where it's empowering and now you're empowering other people. So I just thank you so much for your work. I thank you for, you know, creating your book and your courses and being out there and being a coach to the people who are feeling like I want to show up better as a parent. Where do I go? We can go to you. So thank you so much. And thank you for being here on this podcast. Thank you. It was an honor to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Inner Guidance Daily. I'm so honored you're here. I'm so glad that this is, you know, uh, an episode you chose to listen to. Again, it's so important that we're connected to the inner guidance um, and to the, you know, the conscious parent within us and that we're building this world that our children are really asking for us to build. Stay connected to Michelle. Stay connected to her and all of her guidance. So you can connect with her directly on her website and that is Michelle, uh, excuse me, michellebowencoaching.com. M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E Bowen, B-O-W-E-N, coaching.com. She's got a free intro course you can check out. She's got 10-week intensive uh, uh, groups. I highly recommend that. And I encourage you to check out her book, um, which is just released, Your Child is Your Guide. It's available on um, Amazon and I think just Amazon for right now. Um, Very, very, so it's all this conversation in a book times 10. And so I encourage you to check that out. Stay connected with her on Instagram as well, Michelle Bowen. And um, I'll share the other links in the show notes so you guys can continue this conversation. And I want to leave you with like one last quote from Dr. Seuss. I know you're thinking like, Dr. Seuss, really? But really, it's just such a good one. And it's so concise and straightforward. A person is a person no matter how small. I think we forget, I think we've been conditioned to think that our children don't know, I think our, that our children aren't our guides, that our children aren't teaching us, you know, we've been conditioned to think that the parent knows best, always, and we, you know, really have this reality, vision of our children be, of being small, and that we're bigger, and that we know better, and a person is a person, no matter how small. So their feelings are valid, their thinking, feeling, you know, their voices matter, their stories matter, um, all of that. And they're, they're asking us for this deep love, a deep, deep love. Um, and, you know, really, if, if an entire generation can deeply love their children, it will change the brain of the child and the children and in return change the world. Like it's an actual scientific, like we would change the brain connections, the neural connections, um, and in return change the world. So it's on us to usher in this new world and to watch and learn from our children as our, as our guides. I hope this conversation has been useful for you. Stay connected. Leave a review on um, iTunes if that's where you listen to this conversation. Tag me in, on Instagram at innerrebel.co. I would love to know what you think of this conversation, how this resonated, and um, if there's anything you need, you can always reach out to me, Lauren at Inner Guidance, or sorry, Lauren at innerrebel.co. I love you, I'm with you. Stay safe, be well, and I'll see you on the next episode.